I wanted to write this book because after the year that we have had globally, I think everybody needed a little bit of light. In a sense, I wanted the book from the beginning to feel like we wrote it together. I'm proud that I was able to finish writing this book and to touch so many souls in more ways than just through food. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet poet and artist Tyler Knott Gregson, internet superstar Jeffrey Marsh, and James Beard award-winning chef Rodney Scott. Summer is about to begin, and it's time for fresh and feel-good listens. Hear poet Tyler Knott Gregson on the importance of light after a dark year, Jeffrey Marsh on his audio workbook for self-esteem, and chef and barbecue king Rodney Scott on the best barbecue tips, and most importantly, staying true to your dreams. Enjoy. Hello, this is Tyler Nodgrakson, the author of Illumination, Poetry to Light Up the Darkness. I wanted to write this book because after the year that we have had globally, I think everybody needed a little bit of light. This has been one of the most trying and troubling and obviously deadly and dangerous years. The poetry that is in this book and that fills it up is all about finding that light, even though it seems like it might be dark all around us, which we all know it has been. I wanted people to realize that there's always a reason to hold on to hope. That hope is such a vital force, even though it can be really hard sometimes to find. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be tiring, actually. <laughs> I don't read my own work aloud a lot. I live in such a quiet place and I live such a quiet life that most of the time when I write, I might hear it in my head, but I don't think I really tend to have many occasions to read it out loud. And so going through and reading 170 or 65 pages worth of poetry all in a row. It was fun, but it was a lot more tiring than I anticipated. I've just never done anything, I guess, not like that before, not in one stretch. My throat hurt. It still kind of hurts, actually. I'm a simple guy, and so I tend to write in the language that I speak in. I don't go around using giant words in everyday conversation most of the time, so I figure, why would I do that in my poetry? But one word that I do use, but I always struggle through, is probably deluge. I think I use it maybe twice, or maybe just once, but deluge. I might not even be saying it right right now, but just a torrent of rain. That one snuck up on me a couple times. I'm proud that I was able to do it all in, in one go, actually. I mean, not one go as in I didn't take a break, but just in one period, you know, I didn't take a few weeks. I was proud that I did it at the speed at which I did it. And I think I'm just most excited for listeners to hear the way that the poem sounded in my head. It's one thing, I think, to read them in your own voice, but to hear a poem read by the author is something completely different. So I'm excited for everybody to hear how they sound to me. I think that'll be interesting for people. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast either my friend Eva Green, 
she reads my poetry like nobody else and it's amazing and she's done this a couple of times and it brings out nuance that i didn't even know was in the words and i hear her read it and i just think oh yeah that's exactly what i meant right there it's, she nailed it it's exactly how i envisioned it when in reality i'm sitting back thinking what a flipping genius how did she know to carve out that little space right there or to take that breath or whatever and then maybe oddly another french actress which is funny that i would pick two french women to read but marion cotillard would probably be the other one i've always said that i would just love it if she released an entire narrated series of like bedtime stories to go to sleep to because it would be the all-time greatest thing the last time i listened to an audiobook was one of the harry potter books and it was on some long drive the way those books were read were just spellbinding <laughs> pun intended I suppose the way those were read were just captivating and it felt like you could see it and you could hear different characters and they nailed that one so well played I love reading in bed I can't go to sleep at night without reading for at least a half an hour or so I think reading before sleep is one of the most comforting and calming and all-around best things you can do so take the TVs out of your bedroom replace them with books and you will live a happier life there's some free advice and now listen to a clip from my audiobook only when i broke did i become whole it was the pieces sharp-edged but ill-fitting that i needed to see spilled out before me some pictures only come into focus here in a shattered space these are words about something these are sounds that stand. There is music in a broken heart. There are lyrics to this sadness. Perhaps this is an old theme, revisited too often, written too much. Perhaps I come here when I am lost, the unforgettable path my feet have tread a dozen times, and a dozen more. There is memory to muscle. Hi, this is Jeffrey Marsh, and I'm the author of How to Be You. I wrote my book because people kept writing me with questions. People kept engaging. People kept wanting to know more about the things I talked about on social media. And every single chapter in the book came from a question or a group of questions I got from the social media family, from the community online. So in a sense, I wanted the book from the beginning to feel like we wrote it together. And that's when I hit upon the idea of making it a workbook, in addition to partly my story and partly some advice. If I was going to describe recording the audiobook in one word, it would be daunting. <laughs> I hesitate because it wasn't a negative experience at all. It was a bit of a marathon. I'm used to talking in short bursts for short online videos, and this was definitely a long burst, hours and hours of recording. But of course, the words were coming straight from my heart, and that kept me going for a very, very, very long time. Recording my own audiobook was such a fun experience because I 
had the chance to tell the stories out loud. The stories came alive in a new way as I was recording. So it's been a couple of years since the book came out in print, and through that time I've grown, and the way that I tell stories has grown. And to me, this is almost like a coming home. This is almost like the perfect bookend to this book's life. I am absolutely proud that I was able to record this book in my own voice. Everybody online kept emailing me and saying, as I read it, I can hear your voice. I can hear the way that you're phrasing things. I can hear what you would emphasize because they're so used to hearing my voice in my videos. It was wonderful to be able to go from my heart to my vocal cords, out my mouth, and hopefully into people's ears and into their hearts as well. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I think I'd want Dolly Parton's voice. <laughs> Am I allowed to ask for Dolly? Or maybe, I just thought of this, the Dalai Lama, right? Dolly or the Dalai Lama, or Bob Ross, Mr. Rogers, or even Kermit the Frog. I think anyone who speaks directly from the heart would be able to carry their heart into how to be you. And I hope that anyone who hears the audiobook and hears my reading can also hear that there's a lot of heart behind the words. Not surprisingly, the last audiobook that I listened to that I really, really loved was Dolly Parton's Dream More. Every single phrase, every single moment, every single vignette in the stories about her life is impressive beyond belief. There's such an authenticity, such a down-home care, such a beauty to who she is, and the audiobook that came out of her heart and her life. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is on walks. I walk at least seven miles every single morning of my life, and it's my time to decompress, to breathe, to feel the body, and I love, love, love listening to the ideas, the perspectives that audiobooks bring when I'm out for my walk. It's actually a thing of beauty, and I feel so invited into an author's life and into an author's mind and an author's heart and an author's perspective. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. This audiobook comes straight from the heart and it aims for the heart, too. If I could offer a teeny bit of advice, it's not to shoot for understanding anything you hear, but to shoot for seeing what resonates with what you already understand. I beg you to look for your own truth. What connects with your own life and with the world as you see it? What zaps you right in the heart? I have endeavored to make so much of this audiobook about your experience. I trust you deeply, and I want you to trust your own truth of what we're going to talk about, too. Hi, this is Rodney Scott, author of Rodney Scott's World of Barbecue, Every Day is a Good Day. I wrote my book because a lot of people kept asking, when are you going to make a cookbook? You should tell your story. I think your story is important to more than just the world of 
people who cook. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be scary. I realized that I had trouble pronouncing words that end in S, saying words that were plural, saying words like heed, you all. All in all, it felt like an education and learning from third and fourth grade levels of reading again. I'm proud that I was able to finish writing this book and to touch so many souls in more ways than just through food and hopefully enlightening the difficult times that other people have experienced that are similar to mine. I'm excited that the listeners will hear this and hopefully feel inspired, not be afraid to follow everything that they believed in as a child, as an adult, or an adult who wants to change careers. If I wasn't the one to record this book, I would have chosen Mr. Lolas Eric Eli. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is in the car. I love listening to audiobooks when I'm traveling between Charleston and Birmingham. The long drive kind of helps me listen to what's going on, hear other chefs and authors tell their stories, share ideas, experiences, and lead to new things and opportunities that I can, at some point, maybe experience myself. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. I cooked my first hog when I was 11. It's true. But that says more about my father's attitude toward work and play than it says about me being a pig prodigy. I was in middle school, and there was a basketball game that night that I wanted to go to. My father told me that if I wanted to go to the game, I had to finish all my work first. And my work that day included firing the hog. Then he left. Every 10 to 15 minutes, I had to put coals under that hog. It was daylight, but it was dark under the pig, even with the coals burning red. I had to keep taking my flashlight and peeping under it to make sure the meat wasn't burning. What I didn't know was that my father had another guy around watching to make sure I kept up. I found that out later. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.